middle class economy can still be achieved with or without sexual harassment. Sexual harassment is a long war that we can only overcome it through a number of ways because even in the first world countries, sexual harassment is there. Do you aspire for a booming middle class economy? Listen along to understand what turns the wheels of Uganda's economy with our lineup of credible influencers in their fields. Since the majority of these podcast listeners are corporate Ugandans, this episode really seeks to create awareness of the vice of sexual harassment, how it manifests, guidelines for addressing this vice, and how properly to deal with with this at the workplace in order to achieve that thriving middle-class economy we're all hoping for. Today, we're really honored to be hosting Pamela Adongo. She has over close to 17 years in management. She comes with a breadth of insights because the last time I met her was at uh, Next Media Services and we're so lucky to have her here today. You've probably had this uh, Pamela, the former speaker of the 9th and 10th parliament once said there's a widespread sexual harassment at the workplaces in Uganda which really goes unnoticed and much of which is swept under the carpet because people fear losing their jobs and people fear being victimized. Now good to have you here on the podcast Pamela. Also allow me to share some stats by a report from two 2007, about three in five women, so 58% had experienced some form of sexual harassment by their employers. Now, why do you think it's important to have discussions like this about sexual harassment? And then also, how does it manifest at the workplace? Because like we said, our audience are the young corporates in these spaces. So mm. let us know how sexual harassment manifests. Some people probably are sexually harassing other people, but they don't know how they are doing it by touching people or this and that. How does it manifest? Why is it important for you to have such conversations? Sexual harassment is a real, a real challenge in this country. Mm. And um, how it manifests is sometimes through gestures. I don't know whether the men in the country do it knowingly or unknowingly. I'm not sure. I don't know whether they don't know where to draw the line between what is appropriate and what's not. But it can come through what people think is a joke. You know, have you been to offices and someone cracks an inappropriate joke Always. and everyone is laughing? It's offensive. So that's where also the challenge is if I react, then you are judged. They think maybe you're too serious for life. Yeah. Or uptight. uptight, you know. But is it actually a problem to be labeled uptight as a lady? Mm-hmm. In my honest opinion, as Pamela, I don't think so. I think it is okay for a lady to be uptight. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay for a lady to know what they want in life. So it comes in different forms. It comes from familiarity. It comes from, um, like I said, the jokes within the office. It comes from some people actually literally just being deliberate about it and thinking it's either a yes or no, you have to agree to my suggestions and things like that. And the thing is, it looks, almost feels like it is, it's embraced right from the top leader. Right. Trickling all the way down. Give us examples of when it has happened at your workplace. For example, somebody will send you a text mm-hmm. past work hours. Text has nothing to do with work. And I'm talking about a subordinate, actually. And I'm speaking from the point of a woman leader, where a subordinate will send you a message saying they miss you. Or uh, referring to you as good night, dear. Mm-hmm. 
You know, it always starts like that because I feel like the word dear is loosely used in this country and it shocks me all the time. Right. And when you look at the people sending it for them, it's normal. You see. Well, but I feel that sometimes, language. especially like the Buddha guys, sometimes use it to be polite. But I'm thinking, no. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I don't even know if they're being polite. But a Buddha guy maybe can be excused because you're thinking, oh, he, he really doesn't know. Maybe the culture has influenced him the wrong way. But mm-hmm. someone that you work with, someone who went to the university. Right. And the person reports to you. Right. And then they, they will send you messages late in the night. And or even RPM, it's wrong. You see that? Right. It's in my opinion, it is wrong. Then uh they'll send you images, sexual images. Out of all the images that you have seen on the internet, for you, you decide to send your boss a sexual image, what's going on in your head? Right. So for me, those are the forms of sexual harassment that are done in the most subtle way. They almost come through as if they are normal, but when they are actually not, there are certain things that happen in this country, and you look at them. And people think it's normal, but it's not normal. I'll give you an example. At the time, my friend's brother, one of his girlfriend that was pregnant, and I thought, oh, finally he's getting serious. So I asked him how the girlfriend was. Have they given birth yet? Then he said, which one? Then I said, okay, um, the one I met you with. Then the person next to him said, he actually has gotten two ladies pregnant. And then I look at him, hoping to find some level of remorse or, you know, guilt yeah. No, no, no. It was very upright and straight and proud. It's okay. It is his right. But in my opinion, this is a man who has been made to feel that it's normal. Actually, he came off from a point of pride that he has two ladies pregnant. These are relationships that stemmed from work. So unfortunately, Aggie, for us in this country, a lot of the young girls suffer this. Some of them are poorly raised in the sense that they actually themselves actively use it. Mm. I know of men leaders who suffer from young girls who even cry saying, but I'm beautiful. I'm this. Why don't you want me? Mm. You know? So the men also suffer it. It's not one-sided. It's Mm. not that it is something that is only faced by the the women. Though, of course, the majority are the young girls because out of every 10 women you'll find it's just one or none that will tell a man something like that why don't you want me someone who is her boss at work right i also know of young girls who come and she knows that she cannot perform at the first two weeks in her gender is to seduce the boss wow that is mm-hmm. a mission that is such a mission yes. Yes. If you watch her carefully, from my experience, this is actually something that happened so recently, like maybe in the last two weeks. It's actually what made me to kind of suggest this topic. Because I watched this lady. I used to work with her from a distance. She used to be on the other side and she was like the client relation on the other side. So she was the link between us and her organization. Mm -hmm. And so she used to send client information, reports, and stuff like that. And I used to look at her reports and I'd be like, this is really good. Yeah. So when I went on to self-employment, I decided, let me pick some people that I think I can work with. And let me tell you, the first two weeks out of the many people that I picked, one of them, the first two weeks was she came in to seduce my colleague. Ooh. And let me tell you how I know this. Um, what would you make of a girl who comes wearing a jacket and a vest mm-hmm. inside? And when the boss calls her into the office, she throws off the jacket and goes in. You see what I mean? Yeah. Goes in without. 
the jacket, right? As a mother, I sat her down and I said, no, no, no. You're a beautiful woman. If you do anything like this, if anything, even if somebody is interested in you, they will lose interest. After having those conversations, as time went, I I started to realize that she's not performing. Mm. And now everything she was doing made sense. You get Yeah. So the men also suffer from sexual harassment at work. It's not one-sided. Right. Right. Just It's just that when it happens to a woman, it's exaggerated because somehow the boy child is disadvantaged in front of society. No, it's because the ratio at which the women are harassed, especially at the workplace, is more than when the men are harassed. I remember when I was, when I was an intern at both MTN and Nailbury's, I was very young and very proactive. And yeah, some men were just too blunt. There's a saying in Luganda, one, one guy said one time when people kept saying, stop, stop harassing this girl. She's young, blah, blah, blah. This guy said, Tewali, tewali chiwo <laughs> So apparently it's okay, we should harass her now because she's young or we should try and get her now because she's young and that's the best time at which yeah, you know to she's most, yeah, to take advantage. But anyway, before we look at the outcomes, I'd like to prompt every listener today. As Pamela reflected on the time she could have helped her employee not get into that situation, have you witnessed any treatment or have you received any harassment at work or has any of this happened to you? So have you picked up a few things that you have done unintentionally but could have been harassment to the person you are trying to talk to or trying to I don't know whatever so we need to reflect on such things so that then we can make change and hopefully avoid the outcomes now for example that young child who has two ladies pregnant he's not going to be a full-time father for both of them no doubt. Um, so there are definitely so many repercussions for th- that. So I'd like everybody to think about it and then change your ways. So Pamela, the same report that I, I mentioned earlier on, the same report insists companies in Uganda either do not have any specific policies in place to address such sexual harassment at the workplace or do not have a scope within the employment policies or procedures deal with such situations. So in your opinion, what strategies do you think are most effective for promoting awareness and education about sexual harassment amongst employees and management? Most companies actually have the policies. Mm. If it is the company, then the, the Constitution of Uganda, the Employment Act, the Labor Union Act, gender-based violence policy, you know, name it. All those are avenues that can protect anybody that is sexual is being sexually harassed at work mm-hmm. so if your organization doesn't have it then at the least demand for it the country employment act the constitution and all those will protect you from yeah. it but the thing with sexual harassment is it doesn't matter how good it looks on paper and you see there's something interesting about the human being mm-hmm. have you heard of uh the forbidden fruit syndrome. The forbidden fruit syndrome is if God had not told Adam not to eat that fruit, believe me, you, she would not have eaten it. So sometimes the most strict the policy is at work, I believe psychologically, the more actually the individuals just get mixed up 
really into that people then are more aware people, people are more aware yeah. to call out i think for me touches um, the most cringy form of harassment you see someone who hardly knows you but they are touching you physically even just to call you i mean there's words for that you can say excuse me or call my name but just don't touch me yeah i know that even the touches the words they say sometimes and then of course then now it gets into your private space and yeah in form of and phone calls and stuff like that all that yes i'm not saying that the organizations shouldn't have it they should have the policies i'm just saying as a parent as we know we can just go through what causes the sexual harassment and then i can guide on how i think we can avoid or what we can do to help our girl children, especially mm-hmm. not to be victims, but even the boy child. That's great because um, your mission at uh, Taban Invest is to build a culture that promotes innovation, creativity, and a dynamic organizational culture to keep the team motivated right. and change lives in Africa. Now, fostering that kind of culture of respect and inclusivity for all employees, regardless of their gender, can be very challenging. Mm. Now, you mentioned about all the protections we have. How can companies ensure that all employees feel comfortable reporting such incidences? One of the main causes of um, sexual harassment is unequal power dynamics in the workplace. You know, in a workplace, there are leaders, yes. The leaders must have power. But as much as the leaders have power, we must be able to empower the employees. Mm-hmm. But in this country, it is so unequal that all the power goes to the leader. And now the employee is almost voiceless. You've seen instances where, for example, I'll tell you, there are instances where uh, someone will send you a text or touch you inappropriately. Then when you react, then they start to punish you through giving you tough KPIs. Yeah. Uh, appraising you poorly, sending you warning letters. So the person is sending you a warning letter based on uh, work that maybe you've not done or you've come late, even for one minute, you understand? And then they'll send you a warning letter. When another person on the other side that does not understand what is going on reads that warning letter, the organization will be on the side of the leader because they don't expect a leader to act in certain ways, right? Mm -hmm. So read the warning letter when... The leader has written that you should your your continuous uh, poor timekeeping is affecting work. And when you read something like that, you're inclined to to actually believe that this employee was what is actually coming late. Not so. And so that is where now the power issue is. So this employee is completely not empowered. Almost they almost like have no voice. But when you look at things, they seem normal. They seem like they have a voice. And you know what? And our biggest problem is the culture. You know, at home, when the father comes and you all run into the bedroom and then you all act like you're angels, you're not yourself. You see, all those things at the end of the day will affect how someone behaves at work. I was raised from a family where I speak up. Everybody will tell you, even when when you come across them and you ask about me, they'll tell you that the one thing about Pamela is she speaks up. So someone like me, I cannot suffer from sexual harassment because yeah. I speak up. Yeah. When something not right, I will speak up. If somebody sends me an inappropriate text or you know what, I might leave you, but when I come to the office, I will draw the line. You will know that what you did was wrong and you'll not do it again. You see, but there are so many of the girls 
and boys out there that cannot speak up because yeah. of how they were. When you see mommy, you're all running, all, you know, and, you know, things like that. So culture is also another reason why sexual harassment is big. So those yeah. two, and power, and then how you were raised. Right. I want to build up on the point you made on um, the power conflict, right? In the same study for 2007, there were over 26% of the women who accept to have sexual encounters with their bosses. And of course, they were less likely to be fired or demoted, even if they were underperforming, right? So you talked about the power politics and then the culture in which people are, are nurtured. How do we then continue to monitor or evaluate efforts to prevent uh, sexual harassment and also just to ensure that we are creating a safe and respectful work environment because the consequences are there but what happens to the offenders how do we follow up on that and how can we ensure that those consequences are enforced the one thing that i know is that we have to first encourage our children and the young people that depend on us as leaders to speak up. So as a leader, you have to create an environment where everyone has a voice, whether you're a leader or not. In terms of the organization and how you pick that up, because usually when someone is not performing and they're gaining favor from the boss, the only way they can get away from it is if there's no clarity of roles within the organization. If there's no clarity of roles, so this one can hide behind the other. You see that? Yeah. That is the only way that now you'll find that you have a lot of dead weight in an organization where out of the 100 people that are in the organization, only 30 are working. The rest are just busy sleeping with the bosses and just getting away with murder and doing things. And usually those people are very destructive. They actually, at the end of the day, affect the bottom line. So clarity of roles. For me, as I run uh, Taban Invest Group with my colleague, I watch out for those things. Yeah. I'm always very kind and I'm like, uh, we need to give everybody a voice. Yes, you're a leader, but you must not be an abusive leader. Yes. You must be a leader that inspires and encourages and sees to it that the people that are reporting to you are growing. But we also keep an open door where the structural lines are there, but they can be crossed. When somebody is feeling like I'm not being hard, they should be able to walk to the CEO yeah. and stay there. So we try amidst that. In terms of culture, sometimes you can't really help. It now boils down to the individuals. I'll give you an example. My father told me a long time ago that, Pam, you're blessed. You're blessed in such a way. And now we say, oh, you're just saying because you're my father. He said, no, no, no. Actually, you're blessed because you're, you're, you're a beautiful woman. And also at the same time, you're brilliant. Nice. So the no need for you to sleep with anyone. Maybe he didn't put it like that, but I'm done who just interpreted yeah. like this. No need for yeah. you. Yes, to do anything beyond that. Just be yourself. When you have an opportunity, give it your best and then just, you know, be yourself. So such encouragement. It was a conversation that I had with my father maybe 30 years ago, but I still remember it. Yes. So, Someone so, listening so, in here today probably doesn't have a dad and they're going to take on your dad's advice. You just need to know your abilities and just uh, focus on doing the things that you do. I know that sometimes you can be in a desperate situation where you're working with an organization that is abusive right from the top leader all the way down. And then you cannot just easily switch and go on to another organization. So you just need to somehow like protect yourself plan ways of even you setting that person up, you yeah. know? You also set them up. 
If you know that they're going to uh, jeopardize your job, now you start planning how to set them up in such a way that whatever they are trying to say to you comes out very clearly such that you can use it against them. Mm, you see? Yeah. So instead of sitting and focusing on fear and fear, because the biggest issue is fear. You fear that when you speak up, you're going to lose your job. Your colleagues are going to hate on you. How do you think you guys can achieve a middle-class economy, especially in line with um, being aware of sexual harassment and other vices? A middle-class economy can still be achieved with or without sexual harassment. Sexual harassment is a long war that we can only overcome it through a number of ways. Because even in the first world countries, sexual harassment is there. Mm-hmm. It's just that it probably comes in a in more an advanced form because they have policies in place and what. So it's easy, you know. That's why you see people like Oprah Winfrey coming up with uh, with campaigns like Me Too, you know, and stuff like that to kind of just help and fight it and get people to speak up. So there are many and many examples of sexual harassment that happen both in the first world countries and in the third world countries. Mm-hmm. But in our specific situation, it is the causes of sexual harassment are complex. Sexual harassment effectively, employers must address the root causes of it, especially Mm -hmm. the power dynamics in the workplace and the cultural norms and values that enable it. Mm -hmm. Companies should provide a comprehensive policy framework that explicitly protects employees from sexual harassment and ensure there is effective implementation of the policy. Employees must also be empowered to speak out and report incidences without fear of retribution or victimization. Right. This is such a profound conversation. That is what it really is. And for us, for the parents, especially now we parents that have teenagers and what, let's just keep an open conversation. Mm. let's not intimidate let's not have a household of fear because in my honest opinion and from my observations and experience i know that the biggest enabler of sexual harassment is fear yeah once there's, there's the workplace is of fear and then at home if the child cannot speak up at home or find somebody to confide in what you're actually doing is you're just nurturing sexual harassment in one way or another. So for the parents, the fear, we have to just create an environment to try as much as possible. I know it is not easy. I know that um, we have challenges trying to look for money, trying to get school fees and you know what, and stuff like that. But amid this all that, let's try as much as possible to create an environment where our children can speak and approach us with even the most difficult situations in their lives. Thank you so much, Pamela, for making time. It has been such a profound conversation. If someone took interest in the work you're doing with Taban Invest Group, or just to continue this conversation, where can we find you? Our offices are in Bunga, Plot 8860, Kalungo Road. I'm on Twitter at Pamadongo, and then on Instagram at Padongo, and then on Facebook at Adong. If you're fearing your parents and fearing to speak to your parents and you have no one to speak to, and yeah. you are actually facing sexual harassment, please reach out to me. I'll help you. Thank I have you. very many young girls that come to me in private and I always find a way of helping them. Wonderful. And I think one of these days, Agnes, we need to meet 
and yes. we see how we can actually develop a campaign to help our young girls and educate them about sexuality. I 100% I am completely up for such a campaign especially because it's a good cause and it's for empowering younger people in general. Such a profound conversation, Pamela. Thank you so much for joining us today. Ladies, please speak up more. And gentlemen, please stand up for those who are being sexually harassed. When you see manifest, please speak up and stand up. With this conversation, we hope that we have built your knowledge on sexual harassment and how to counter it. Each one, teach one. Give us your feedback. We're on Facebook, on Uganda Podcast and Instagram. If you're looking for any other communication solutions or you'd like to be hosted on this platform, reach out to me on LinkedIn, Aggie Patricia Turomwe and Aggie Patricia on Twitter.